theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why it gets so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up kitchy kitchy goo means that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Brad, and this is your host, Seth. Hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. And you know what? I'm very excited. Because it's news week. It's or not news week. It's news time. We're bringing news <laughs> back. Uh, and I love talking about the news. Yeah, news is fun. Movie news, not regular news. No, just like what's up in the film industry. Pretty much. Um, I'm going to say most of this news is like real, um, real news that's been pretty recent. One of which is news that we didn't quite have a chance to talk about last uh, or the last few weeks because... We were doing Moon Knight. <laughs> and so I'm like, I want to talk about this. But we'll save that. So the first thing I have is they released a new trailer for the Avatar movie. The the James Cameron Avatar mm-hmm. movie. The blue people. Um, it looks fine. Yeah, it, it does. It looks fine. Those movies are good. And when I watch them after for like a day after, I'm like, oh, that was really good. You watched the first one, right? I only watched the first one, yeah. Okay. Uh, there aren't only, any there's others. There's only one. I know. They've been spending 10 years filming all four movies for whatever reason. Um, they did not spend 10 years filming them. It took them 10 years to film them. Either way. They, 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 they filmed like four at once. Yeah. Which is a, insane. I can't imagine what that was like. At least he knows that he told the story he wanted to tell. That's crazy. You know, the um, Russo brothers are kind of regretful that they did that for Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, right? Like they recorded it all together? They filmed both of them back to back. you serious? Yeah, and they were kind of regretted it because they were like, we probably should have engaged the audience a bit more for some of the things we were doing, but we didn't do that. Yeah. And so maybe that's the same thing here. I don't know. Um, I will say that is a big flaw in that type of filming. Yeah. What a what a very forgetful franchise. Avatar? Yeah. I don't think it's super forgetful. I think they kind of just took their time which to do the no, film no, thing. No, no, no. I'm talking about the movie itself. I have forgotten. I have forgotten a lot about that movie. Well, how long has it been since you watched it? 2 years. That's fair. There are a lot of people that watched it when it, only when it came out. And it's like, yeah, that's fair that you didn't um, remember it that well. But that movie has left, it's the biggest box office ever. And it's left like almost no cultural impact. The cultural impact that it's left is when Endgame beat it for a minute. And, yeah. and then people knew about it. But besides that, no. Uh, it's just Ferngully. <laughs> like it's just adult Ferngully. That laugh was out of just... Because you said something that was so out of nowhere. I don't even know if that's right. Have you seen Ferngully? I have, but it's been a minute. I remember that more. You should try watching it and then watch the first movie. It's I like the same Fern- thing, just adult. I like Ferngully. I remember really liking Ferngully. Oh yeah, Ferngully is great. And I think- Is Avatar about f- deforestation? Yeah, basically. See, this is the thing. Avatar, I think Avatar is so forgivable. And I think it's the same thing for this. I've watched the trailer- I've kind of forgotten a lot about this. I remember. I, I, I just remember going, I think this will be fine. 
I I think it's a fun franchise and I think it's one of the first time where CGI like really was used to that level in a movie. Yeah. And that's what made it so great. I mean, that's the standpoint of Avatar is that the CGI looks great and it's very immersive and it's a very like technical achievement. And I'm sure it will be for this too. But um the the story's fine. It's fun. I like the idea that like he can walk there now and all of that jazz mm-hmm. and I love like the love story. That's like a subplot, and I love that like there's a guy who's jealous. I I, I there's a lot of I love about it, mm-hmm. but like it's like three hours. Is it really? It's like two and a half. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It That's, is. I literally didn't watch it till it was on Disney Plus oh, ever. You so, want like, you want to hear a story time? Sure. Yeah. I so I was. I was making a trip to Vegas. I did a road trip to Vegas. Mm -hmm. I tried to move there. And my first night, um, I stopped at Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was going to sleep in my car. Um, First time I ever slept in my car, I was, my family kept talking to me going like, if you are not in a safe area, please go somewhere else. I was actually just, and they were like making me more scared than I really should have been. I was so worried a Walmart employee was going to knock on my window and go like, dude, you can't be here or something like that. And I was just terrified when, and now in hindsight, it's like, and I was freaking out anytime I heard somebody walking by, even though now I'm like, all those people walking by were customers and the employees are probably teenagers that don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And so I was just freaking out. And I could not sleep. So I went inside to the Walmart. I bought some snacks. I went back to my car and I couldn't sleep. So I just, I decided to watch a movie and I watched Avatar. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to blame the sleep for why I don't remember it because I was, I wasn't going to sleep no matter what. So it's the, I I really just it's hard to remember a lot of stuff that's in that film I feel I think you should give it a rewatch because now that we're talking about it I remember a lot and you're not and I think a part of that might have been because you were sleep deprived I don't think it was I really don't because I'm also feel like the almost no cultural impact supports my my what I'm saying Well, you're right it had no cultural impact besides the CGI aspect but then it immediately once it's done once it's gonna be done a billion times uh um but like it's pretty visually stunning bro oh i'm not saying it's not visually stunning i'm just talking about like the story the plot the characters the i just know zoe saldana's in it oh and um sigourney weaver is in it you know why i remember that because there's a family guy joke about it (laughs) um what's her face uh the girl from fast and furious isn't it which Um, one now that we're talking about fast and furious i can't remember anyone's name uh letty don't know who Letty she is. She plays a lesbian. Don't great. know who that is. Um, she dies. So it doesn't matter. Sigour- uh, are we just talking about Sigourney Weaver? I remember she died. Uh, no, we're talking about Letty. Letty dies. Okay. Oh, in the Fast and Furious. No, in Avatar. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> ah, well, but it's it's basically just deforestation and the people fighting for like the people that because they're trying to they're basically trying to get the power out of like their planet essentially, mm. and they're like, no, don't do that. And then they're like, we're going to do it anyways. And then like a few people like team together and save the day and Ferngully. This sounds like maybe they should have just done Ferngully live action. I mean, I don't think, I think, I think, I think making that. I really that wish. comparison really maybe like brought it down for you when I was trying to bring it up. No, no, no. <laughs> it brought it up. It brought, I, I do hold Ferngully in a higher regard, but, um, I, I, now I could just kind of wish that I had saved this for the last piece of news because that was a gr- that would have been a great segue, but we didn't do that. 
Um, I don't know. It, it looks fine. And I think it's going to be... I'll go watch it. It's either going to be like really good or just fine. I'm just wondering if I'm going to forget about it. We should re. We won't. It's going to be huge when it comes out. Yeah. Um. We will. We'll definitely review it, guys. Just so you guys are aware. Oh yeah. It's a pretty big movie. I feel oh, like yeah. we can't skip that one. So yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, the next thing is we got a we got a twofer, a duo of Doctor Who news. I'm sorry, that clap, guys. I'm okay. so excited. We're going to start with the, there is a new doctor. Um, you should lead this one a bit more because you actually know more yes. about this than I do. So it is, let me look up his name because I don't want to pronounce it wrong. He's from Sex Education. Um, he plays Eric. A show sex that Offender. No, Sex Education. Sex Offender. Um, you just much, type sex, much, different things come much up. Much a different show. His name is Shudi Gatwa. Mm-hmm. And I hope I pronounced his last name correctly. Probably not. Um, anyway, his name is Shooty, though. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, and he plays Eric, the gay best friend. Mm-hmm. And he is. And uh, I'm so excited. Um, and basically, they uh, like last weekend, uh, 10 days ago ish, um, sure. they announced that he was going to be the next doctor. The 14th. The 14th. And he's going to get the, be in the 60th anniversary special. He is going to be in the 60th anniversary special. Um, I remember the 50th. Well, did you see the... I do too. Did you see the casting that was released today? The thing that we're probably going to talk about next? Is it the thing I texted you about? Yeah. No. Oh, no. We'll get to that. That's awesome. That's okay. that's, that's the biggest part That was for the me. duo. <laughs> yeah, that's the duo. I'm talking about the companion. They revealed oh, no. who his companion's going to be. Who? It is a trans girl from the show Heartstopper. Okay. I haven't watched it, but I know it's like a... Basically a gay like romance drama but okay. it's really good um and, and like a lot of people are enjoying it um and so it's huge because shooty's gay mm-hmm. and they're gonna make the doctor gay cool so like it's gonna it's all gonna that's they, not they, gonna upset anyone it's gonna upset everyone but i don't give a fuck <laughs> i'm excited you, i'm stealing this but have, d- and she's a person of color we have two people of color trans <laughs> and gay this is great i'm, I'm so excited screw you republicans i'm gonna steal this, this. for me shut up <laughs> I'm going to steal this analogy from uh, the Weekly Planet because I always do. But it's such a perfect analogy about Doctor Who. It's a story called A Man Who's Upset About Cheese. And it's this guy that has been uh, buying this specific cheese for years. He loves this cheese. And the cheese never changes, right? It always stays the same. And, And then eventually they decide to change the box of the cheese. And he gets upset. He's like, but the box is... But like you can't change the cheese. The cheese hasn't changed in years, and it's he gets so upset about the cheese, and then it's like, but the cheese is the same, and it's like, well, you've you've changed the box, which changes everything. That's Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's the same thing. It's still the and people like argue with it of just. I think this was the case of like Jodie Whittaker or even Peter Capaldi of just going like. Um, because their personalities change, and so people mm-hmm. are like, so that changes the Doctor, but it's like. But his personality always changes when he regenerates. He pretty much just changes completely. And he's still going to travel all space and time and so just do dumb shit. So it's still the same cheese. Exactly. <laughs> the man who is upset about cheese. I didn't explain it as well. But I get I'm, what you're going Because I'm doing it from memory. But I love the analogy because it fits Doctor Who so well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of people upset about cheese with this. And I'm That's like, fine. cool. It's fine. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I'll hear this about it. This is for me. I'm this just... ain't for anyone else. This is for me. This is my dream. Oh, yeah. And then the third piece, which I will let you say because I'm so excited. 
Yes. Uh, David Tennant and Catherine K are returning for the 60th anniversary as the Doctor and Donna Noble. Woo! Yes. I'm so excited. So what I one thing I brought up though, I think this is evident in the 50th anniversary special. They've aged not badly. They still look very good. But it's the thing of if you look at David Tennant's time as the Doctor and look at him now, he looks very different. Yeah, and it's the same for Catherine Tate. Now, the aging is a lot better than I think it was, and yeah, it's definitely a lot better than it was for the fiftieth. But I don't know if they'll really go that route to like de-age these two for their entire time in it also i don't know what they're gonna do they honestly could do a lot of different they could things do anything what if they well it wouldn't make sense because why would it be with Catherine tate unless it's not with Catherine tate or they bring back rose piper what if it's they won't because the trans girl is named rose the new girl and Stephen Muff or not Stephen uh, Russell T Davies was like Rose, but how? Who? What? He like teased it. So like I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing don't something name it with it. Rose. They named I don't her want Rose. her to be named Rose. I know. I also love Rose, but you gotta at least watch it before you t- talk shit about it. I'm not talking shit about it. I'm just like, really? That's the name you're gonna go with? The one that is everyone thinks about Rose. Everyone thinks about Rose and Amy. <coughs> you're right. And it's just like don't. Okay, I don't really they're like gonna, that. I think they're gonna fuck with who Rose is. Maybe, but my, what I was going to say is, Sorry. what if they bring back that doctor that went to the alternate universe with Rose, and he comes back, and it would make sense why he's aged. Yeah, it would because he he does only age. gets the one life. Yeah, um, but they, I don't think I didn't think they would do that. But if this is tied to Rose, maybe they will. Yeah. I feel like he's grown it past since Rose. Like it's the first love kind of thing of he always will remember Rose, but I don't think he ha- like desperately wants to be with Rose the anymore. The last reference to Rose we had was when Eleven was about to die and he was like, show me, uh, wh- show me like what I want to see most. And the TARDIS showed him Rose first. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I think transitioning from 11 to 12 was a shift I think he's grown past Rose. I think he's grown past his adolescence. He's more like a father figure now. Okay. Well, she. I think it's interesting that he, him growing past his adolescence was the end of his first cycle. Yeah. Which, and he wasn't guaranteed a second. No. <laughs> so that's interesting. But, um, I don't know. 12 was just Sometimes you need to leave things alone. I'm talking about David Tennant? I'm talking about Rose. Let's see what happens. I yeah. get, I get your, I get, I get it, and I'm also you understand s- skeptical. my skeptical, yeah, my skepticism. I'm also skeptical, but I just love Doctor Who that I need to believe it could be good, so that I can hope for the best. My relationship with Doctor Who has changed though, where it's like I, I love it, but as it is now, I'm like, I'm just checking in to see what it's like and if I'll invest more time in it, and I haven't invested time into it because I haven't really been liking it that much. I haven't watched since. Twelve last season. I have watched all of twelve. I have not finished twelve. I just met Bill. That's what it is. I've watched all of twelve, but I actually don't remember a lot of twelve. Twelve has some good shit in it's it. It's got some good shit. It's also got some bad shit in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You're right. But I'll, we all know the best seasons complete. David the best one's David Tennant. David Tennant had the best story. <sighs> Matt. <sighs> I love Matt. David Tennant's right there though. Oh, it's oh yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I will say Matt has a more cohesive story. I love Matt. 
I love his time as a doctor. I take it back. David Tennant has the most cohesive. You're right, because I will admit, once it gets to Clara, that's when I start to wane on the Matt stuff. Yeah. It's just, and it's not even a thing of like, I love Amy that much. I just didn't really find Clara to be that interesting of a companion. She got much more interesting once Peter Capaldi was around, in my opinion. Maybe. I was kind of glad she died. I don't know what happens, because where I'm at, she's Don't worry. I know she died. The yeah. raven happened. Yeah, that's... But where I'm at, she left with that girl that, like, had the alien thing put on her, so, like, she lives forever. I don't know if you remember that, but they, like, ran off. Probably. They do a lot of weird shit they in that show. They do a lot of weird shit in that show. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but I don't know. I will... I'll, like, it's the same thing, like I said before, of... I will watch, I will check into this and see if I like it. And by all accounts, I probably should because it's a lot of the returning people that I like. Mm -hmm. It's still some new things because I do like new things. I, me personally, I like change, but I also like the core to be the same. And that's kind of, that seems like what this is going to be. So by all accounts, I should like it. That's fair. But we'll know once we see it. Yeah, I got to get through all. I have to finish 12 and then I have to get through what's her face. Can they make the tardy... Tardy. Tardy. Tardis a homie. More homie? Can they please do that? I feel like I'm, it, the Tardis is not a homie place anymore. I mean, there's levels that we don't see that's supposed to be like that. Homie. If we don't see it, then it's not homie at all. That's true. It's homie to the people. It is not homie. You mean the companions? Yeah. That's not us. I know. I'm just saying. That doesn't matter. Well, it's, it's their story. I'll let No. <laughs> We don't get to see that. They're the ones living it, though. I don't give a fuck. Uh, that's fair. Eleven's first TARDIS is super homey. Yeah. I love that TARDIS. I really like 12's with the chalkboard and stuff. That was fun. That one grew on me, but when it's 11's, I didn't like it. That's fair. This is a completely yeah, incomprehensible... Really... No, this is an incomprehensible uh, conversation if you have not watched Doctor No, <laughs> you would have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, um... This is more of a me thing, but I like it. Uh, I think you should get into this. The Sandman gets some footage revealed. Have wait, you, wait. The Sandman? The Sandman. Like a movie? No, the TV show. Oh. It's a Netflix TV show. Oh. And you know what I'm talking about by The Sandman, right? No. The Sandman is, you know, the author Neil Gaiman. Yes. Good Omens. Yes. Also a shitload of other things that are fantastic. Um, this is technically what he is best known for, The Sandman. It's a comic by Vertigo Comics, which is a subsidiary of DC, and it's Dream, or Morpheus, Morpheus, I think. Um, He goes by a lot of different names, and he is one of several entities that are called the Undying, or the something that's like long-lasting. And there's Dream, and he has a sister named Death. And I'm just going to straight up pitch you the first issue because it's so interesting. So this wizard or magician tries to capture the entity of Death so that he could imprison her and then um, have power over her. And if you control Death, you control everything. Mm -hmm. But he fucked up, and he caught Dream. And Dream is patient. And Dream uh, it finally escaped. And then and once he escaped, he 
uh, he really fucked up the dude that was uh, imprisoning him. Mm-hmm. And then he, it, you see him go through this journey where he has to kind of reclaim his power because he kind of lost his kingdom and everything because he was trapped for so long. And that's what this show is. And in this show, we see um, Lucifer, who is being played by, I didn't look it up, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, and it's a gender swap. It, in the comics, it's a man. In this, it's a woman. That's nice. Yep. Okay. It, oh, Jenna Coleman's in it. Uh-huh. Oh, Kirby, how about... Oh, Taryn Edgerton. Oh, this is like a stacked-ass cast. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks good. And so they released some footage of it. I'll admit, I'm not a big fan of the guy who is playing Morpheus or Dream. Mm-hmm. Um in in the comic he like it's it's just straight up like white skin it's like it's albino just ridiculous white skin and then the most jet black hair this looks like some attractive dude you would get for a um, vampire movie yeah teen adult uh you know romance bullshit thing i'm kind of like ah you could have done better or you could have just gotten that guy and then just kind of cgi'd him up a little bit we'll see yeah, that's fine. I'm open to anything he writes or directs. I, or I know you don't like comics, dude. You should read this. We'll see. It's fantastic. It's Neil Gaiman. <sighs> we'll see. He's a fantastic author. I think he's the best of this I don't generation. Like comic art. Oh my god, you're ridiculous. Boring. You are insane. It's boring. It's boring. You stare at a literal collection of dead trees with little scribbles on it. And say that's more interesting than art. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It is. That's ridiculous. Also true. We'll get into that. Anyways. And then the final thing that I want to talk about is the Fast X fiasco. Jesus Christ. Um, So, yeah, this has been going on for a minute. Yeah. Vin Diesel's really fucking up. So they lost um the director the director left i don't remember his name i'm not looking up his name he's been directing like the last four movies yeah and he he left the project and he went online and he said like you know that he still supported it he wanted it to do well and it was just conflict of of interest and stuff like that the usual like i'm not trying to cut ties with this Mm -hmm. studio stuff and the rumor is that vin diesel um it was created differences with Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel basically just fired him. Also, I did learn there is a act or something called, I think it's in the director's guild, the Clint or the Eastwood uh, act where if an actor cannot fire a director and then become the director and it's something that Clint Eastwood did. And because of that, they were like, this can't happen again. And apparently that's, I think that's what's happening here. Vin Diesel wants to direct this, but because he is the main actor, he cannot. Mm-hmm. And so they've gotten a new guy. I don't remember his name. By all accounts, he seems fine. But it's clearly going to be the case of either he's just going to be told what to do by Vin Diesel or uh, he's going to get fired because he won't do what Vin Diesel wants. But at the same time, because the original guy got fired, a bunch of these actors are on set, like waiting to film a movie. They can't film without a Uh director, but they have to be paid for their time there. So literally thousands upon millions of dollars is just kind of being wasted. It's not wasted, but you know what I mean, Uh of 
on these actors just waiting to do something, waiting for the time to go, all right, we're able to film this. And, uh, and then the only other news, this isn't a part of the fiasco. It's just a, a little tag on, uh, Alan Richman, or Rickman, um, Richard, I don't know. I don't know his last name. The guy who plays Hawk in Titans and uh, one of the turtles in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, the Bay ones, and uh, Aquaman in Smallville. Uh, good actor. He is going to be a part of Fast 10. Uh, I don't know what role. Probably the villain. It also doesn't matter. No. Nah. It really doesn't. He's either going to die or become part of the family. <laughs> that's, that's the only two options you have. We in have the two. We have two left, right? Yeah, 11's the last one. That's right, because this is a two-parter. Mm-hmm. I forgot this is a two-parter. I don't know how they're gonna do it. This is the okay. Infinity War of this thing because I remember when Infinity War came out, people were going like, "This is it. This is the big one." And I'm literally going, "You know, there's another one after this, right?" Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is here. People are going are gonna go like, "This is it. This is the big one." And I'm just gonna go, "You know, there's another one after this." We should have an episode where we just discuss. Part the entire franchise of Fast and Furious. Yeah, because oh, there's a God. lot just to say. I haven't seen that many. I've seen oh, two. God. I've seen all of them. Oh man, I've, I've just, just seen, seen seven and eight. <laughs> you just saw the one that that what's his face got killed off. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, actually. Jesus Christ. That's not why it just happened to be when I watched. That's not it. even like those aren't even like the really good ones. I know. The I good, feel best like one's five. I've heard five and six are the best I've heard I feel like those movies are gonna give me headaches well like, you, they start by st- stealing DVD players and now I know they about were the in first space. three but I haven't watched them I have no idea what four five and six are but I've watched seven and eight and nine all I know is John Cena for some reason is Vin Diesel's brother <laughs> yeah so even one though in, they look nothing alike. One in, one is just introduction to the crew. Yep. Two is Brian is Walker. Uh, yeah. No Vin Diesel in that no one. No Vin Diesel. Because I believe Vin Diesel wanted to do the Riddick series. Yeah. So he was he was all in on that Riddick stuff. So then they brought in uh. Ludacris. I remember I remember Riddick more than I remember Avatar. I don't remember. I didn't watch Riddick. Really though. I remember it like as a franchise. I remember it more than Avatar. That's why I feel like Avatar is such a forgettable franchise. I think you're just tired. I'm I still not. S- I stand. I'm I not. I think you were. No. No, we'll see. This is in general. I don't know. Um, the second one is him basically redeeming because he, he trying to become a cop again. There's a great video on why the second one is gay. I'd love to watch that. I've sent it to you and you didn't watch it. Oh, uh, or, or I sent it. it to someone else. I think you sent someone else. Maybe. And then the third one is a completely other story and introduces Han. Oh, yeah. It's, and then, it's a prequel, too. Yeah. No, it's it's a. It takes place after six. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it introduces yeah, John. It's Jason like a Samos. sequel that we got prior. <laughs> yeah. And then four. What a weird concept. I know. Four. Who thought of that? I don't know. I, 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 I really got no idea. Okay. Until six, you're like, okay, this makes sense. And then seven hits and you're like, this would be a perfect end. They really, really? wrapped it up. I and feel, then eight I hits feel, and you're like, what? I feel like by three, I would have gone, what's happening? Or even by four when I went, how come nothing in this had to do with three? Well, once six came out and everyone was like, oh, mm. now I don't hate three as much. I know they brought Han back. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. I haven't uh, seen nine yet. No. They just um, spoiled it in the trailer. Yeah. Why would you spoil that? I don't know. I was I don't very know. upset. <laughs> um, 
so, I didn't know you were like actually a, a fan. Not you're not. Oh, a fan. I love this series. You are a fan of this series. Yeah, wow, I didn't really know that. Yeah, like I own all of them. Really? All yeah, they're very bottom. Hobbs we, and Shaw, all. You've watched Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, it was I've fine. Heard that, no, I've heard that was god awful. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Mm. The Rock's always fun. Idris Elba does not pick great movies, <laughs> or he does, but he always misses it. It's fair. But four is basically Lady Dies. Five, like, that's it. That's, okay. like, the whole premise. Okay. And then they also, like, try and basically get their records cleared. Five, they rob... Is five the one where The Rock is introduced? Yes. And okay. it's basically them robbing a bank. And it's that one where they... Where there's the line... Um, you better hide that big-ass forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Five's line. Five's the best one. Fair. It, I, I, there, I have a whole theory with, like, series that go on this song... There's something that happens right in the middle somewhere. You're not the and only it's one to have. Always ha- a turn. You're not the and only it's always one. always the best. You're not the only one to have this theory, but I'll, this theory has been broken by a lot of different things. Yeah, that's true. And then six is them trying t- to repay, like basically get a- away again. And then and something then seven- in six happens where the main love interest for Vin Diesel loses her memory. No, she comes back. Because and she's after lost what her memory. happened in four, she was the one that died. Yeah, she's a lesbian. Not in this. She's a lesbian in real life and in an oh, Avatar. Oh, okay. Um, and so very in four, like, Letty, why is she with Vin Diesel? In four, Letty dies, and then in six, it's revealed that she wasn't dead. She was just working for Shaw's younger brother. Mm. Why were people so surprised that they brought Han back when it sounds like you could just do that to anyone and there's really no consequences? Because they killed off his love interest as well. Han's love interest? It was Gal Gadot in six. Ooh, Gal Gadot. Okay. It's just, she's just she's just nice. It's weird. Um, yeah, she left to be Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then six is let trying to get Letty back. The timeline of this of insane. The, the timeline. I'm sorry, I hit the mic. The timeline of like the story is ridiculous, but also the timeline of how they made this is ridiculous. Like the fact that Gal Gadot left to do Wonder Woman. It feels like she would have done Fast and Furious years before Wonder Woman. But okay. Yeah. It's the series. I love the series. It's, it's insane. insane. Okay. It's absolutely ridiculous. This seven, is starting to feel like I can't approach this. Seven is the government needs their help to basically get a supercomputer. I remember this one. And then eight is spoilers. A um, submarine. Is Vin Diesel basically turns against them because he has a kid. That's right. I do remember that. And, and then it's I don't know shit Charlie's about Theron nine. Yeah. And I villain. don't know shit about nine. I know John Cena's in it. I know John Cena's a villain and he's Shaw's brother. That's, That's it. all it is, this franchise, though. It's like, we're just going to bring in a bunch of big names and we're going to make them the villain. It's basically just look at pretty people. Race cars. That's it. Yeah. It's, but that's They're what I need. They're not that pretty. That's all I need. <laughs> They're that's not all that I, pretty. Brian Walker was fucking gorgeous. Okay. That's all I got. He's not that pretty in the earlier ones. Or maybe that's just that look has aged. It's just the look. Maybe that's fair. Um, He's pretty. He's very pretty. Vin Diesel looks like an egg. You're not wrong. The Rock's... The (laughs) Rock, though. The Rock looks looks good. The Rock has weirdly aged like a boulder. (laughs) Yeah, he looks great. I was going to say fine Um, wine, and I'm just like, he's a boulder now. Um, I'm not the only one to make that joke. Whatever. Michelle, whatever, who plays Letty, she's very pretty. (laughs) I think she's pretty. Anyways, and we're here. extremely off topic. That that's was, the Fast and Furious franchise in a nutshell, though. And that's the news. 
Um, so let's get into today's topic, which is we're going to be discussing the live action Disney remakes of a lot of the movies. We're not going to be discussing all of them, and we're probably going to focus on just a couple, but we'll try to talk about as many as we can. Let's let's talk about some of the lesser ones that we really haven't gotten into. Have you seen the Alice in Wonderland movies? No. Then let's skip that because I haven't either. Um, what's your favorite so far? Let's just let's start there and then kind of just wander a little bit. It's Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> have you seen? You haven't seen Cruella yet, have you? No, I haven't. You need to watch Cruella. It is the best one. We. We've, it's a heist movie. We is it? Yes. Weird. We've been talking about this topic for the past few days. Yeah. And like an like, actual conversation that we went, we should just do this. And but at no point did you actually bring up Cruella during the conversation. It's this is the first time you bring it up. Because Cruella now. isn't a remake, it's just live action. Then it is a remake. No, because it's not it's a prequel. It's We're, not an actual it's the like, same thing. Ah, uh, well, okay then. Doesn't matter. So it counts. I count it as different. That's why I didn't bring no. it up. No. Um, it's too similar, but it's beauty and the beast for me is my favorite, but I don't really want to get into that one at the moment. I just want to talk about Cruella. Cruella is basically a fashion heist movie and it's really good. And you basically learn why Cruella is the way she is and you actually kind of feel for her. It's kind of like Maleficent. I like Maleficent. I love Maleficent. I forgot about Maleficent. It's really good, though, if you I've, think about it. I've heard the Cinderella remake is really good. I own that. I haven't watched it yet. The the Disney one. You know what I saw that I'm actually really annoyed by? Cinderella. Yeah. What it the looks fuck? horrendous. What the fuck is this? He, I'm going to go mad for a second. He just designed shoes. What the fuck? There are so many Cinderella Disney Channel remakes bullshits and just other remakes that aren't really like the main story it's just like what if cinderella was in the modern day and you know what they're all crap why do they keep doing it it looks like shit yeah remember the one with selena gomez that's my favorite one fuck you i love that one oh it's so fun i also had the biggest crush on selena gomez when it came out it was like the best thing since sliced bread to me i can understand that at the time but i can't now it's fun. I just, what a weird subgenre of modern day Cinderella remakes. There's like 10 too. Yeah, there's too many. There's one with Drew Barrymore, which I like, and it's called Ever After. There's mm. the four or five different Cinderella stories. There's the new one with Camilla Cabello, oh, and now right. there's Sneakerella, uh. and that's not even considering the, oh, and then there's a Disney one that with the girl from Baby Driver, so that's at least 10, <laughs> just off the However top of my head. However many there are, that's how many too many there are. Yeah. Um, get that, they're not, on, they're get not that on a t-shirt. However many there are, that's me too many there are. I love that. It's like the whole, um, if I never have to do that again, it'll be too soon. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. It sounds wrong to the ear. But it makes sense. But it works. Yeah. Um, Put it on a t-shirt. I don't know why there's some subgenre Cinderella, though. Most of them are bad. I agree. I think they're all bad. There's some that are fine. I think the only one that's going to be excusable is the actual remake. And I've heard it's good. I haven't watched it. I haven't even watched the original Cinderella. I just... It's good. I think you should watch it as a film person. Sure. I haven't gotten around to it. I, I, I'm i more interested in watching The Black Cauldron, to be honest. Watch that then. 
do yeah. it. It's the best Disney movie. I'll watch it. I stand. You want to watch it with me? I do want to watch it with you. So that's why I haven't. We haven't had the time well, yet. Next time we hang out, Brad. The next? No, uh, maybe next few times. I want to hang out with you a lot more, to be honest. That's fine. We'll do that too. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. But um, I forgot about Malef- Maleficent. Maleficent good, is good. Well, did you catch that her removal of wings was him raping her? You always like just side swipe me with these of just like, did you know this was a rape allegory? I'm like, nope. I actually try not to think about rape I'm allegories. Sorry. <laughs> well, Alyssa, I was talking to her about it and she was like, you know, she always uh, gets you always get these from Alyssa because she's a girl. So she notices. That's fair. <laughs> like, I don't I just don't pick it up. And then she's like, yeah, it, 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 was, it was like he deserved worse. But apparently he died. I remember he died at the end. So it doesn't matter. I don't I don't even remember who that villain is. It's the king. The guy who don't it, remember it's, him. it's um Aurora's dad. I didn't remember that. He's the bad guy. It would make the script. It would make sense why Maleficent hates her then. Yeah, but like the whole thing is she cursed her that yeah. everyone would fall in love with her and then she fell in love with her. Uh, but it's more like a caregiver thing instead of like a gross yeah. thing, you know? And then like, you know, they end up ruling the kingdom together. And they and got Angelina Jolie's daughter to play um, baby. The, the young one yep. because every other baby was terrified of mm-hmm. her. And only her own child went, hey, that's mom. And that's so cute. I like that. It's fun. Yeah. So, yeah, um, there's a lot to say about. Uh, the live actions though Cruella runs in the same vein of kind of gives you a different point of view into the villain which I really like those type of movies especially Disney right here's what I'll say about Cruella and this isn't necessarily its fault but it feels too much like the Joker you haven't seen it so you you, once you see it it's very very different maybe but now I think I think Joker has kind of just ruined that concept now where it's like what if we get into why the villain is the villain and I'm like I actually don't care and I don't want to see it and the Krilla you gotta admit like just from the marketing of it it kind of looks like the Joker it does look a lot like a female type of Joker movie. And mm-hmm. it definitely follows the vein of like you watch why she is the way she is. And it may not even line up time wise for like like they may have been working on those at the same time or there wasn't there just wasn't enough time for this for Cruella to be an influence of the Joker. But it looks like the joke. I got the vibe of Joker from it and I was like, turn off. I don't like it. It's Emma Stone and it's a heist movie. Good and honor. It's really good. Okay. I, if you ever like find some dopamine in it, I say go for it. Truly. I've watched it like three times. How long has that been out? A year, I think around. Well, in that year, I have not had any dopamine to go watch. Maybe one day we'll be hanging out and we'll get an edge. I think that's what you need to, and I'll do this to you and you should do it to me sometime of just force me to watch a thing. Yeah. I forced you to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. But I liked it. You did like it. Because I, I knew you'd like it. Yeah, that's when I like. Um, I was talking, to, I remember walking Brandon and Jamie the other day, and he was like, What is Jujutsu Kaisen about? I went, It's a guy who eats demon fingers. Yep. That's the premise. That's all you get. It's fantastic. And that's all I really know. <laughs> like, I'm like, and it's Jujutsu, but. It's not even Jujutsu. I know. It's it's whatever. It's like. It's curse energy, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Anyways, back to the point. Um, uh, but yeah, so Krill is my favorite. I don't want to spoil mm. it, so I don't want to get too in detail about okay. it. But there's just a lot of good allegories and really great casting, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah, this isn't this techn- this isn't the category, but it feels the same vein, so I'm going to bring it up. What's your thoughts on Enchanted? It's fine. Oh really? I love Enchanted. <laughs> it's fine. I like Enchanted. I watched it as a kid, and I just. 
I, well, I, I was enchanted. I, I thought it was a very charming film. I like it's it's very classic. Mm-hmm. Like even the storytelling of just like there's an evil queen and it's going after this princess. But they, I don't know. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. There are some dumb things in it. Well, you have James Marsden with an animated creature. What I actually do don't need? like James Marsden in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't really like James Marsden. I like him. He's fun. Have I've, you seen Twenty Seven Dresses? No, I've never even heard of that. Catherine Heigl in him. It's uh, good. I don't I don't hate him by any means. I have nothing against him. It's just the things I see him in, I'm like, I feel like you shouldn't be in this. Or you're just not very good in it. I just don't think he's very good. I think he was good in Sonic. It's who's there's a guy that I talked about recently that I went I, I who is it? Oh, um it was in the Eternals episode which we lost. Um who, uh, who's the guy who plays Icarus? The pl- guy who plays Icarus in Eternals. I don't oh. think he's a good actor. No, he's not. I think it's the same thing with James Marsden. I don't think he's a good actor. I think he's fine. Well, I he, don't think he's like blockbuster. I'll but take fine. it back. He's found his niche and he's good. Even though I don't think he's outstanding at playing against CGI characters. I don't think there's anything wrong with that though. But I don't even think it's like fantastic. I think it's like fine. But they're like kids' movies. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're fu- you're right. <laughs> like it's weird. It's Sonic and know. Hop and it's just every time I see him, I'm like, oh. <laughs> eh, I and think it, he was fun in Sonic, and I like him in Twenty Seven Dresses. I don't like him in X Men. Who is he? In He's X-Men? Scott Summers, Cyclops. Oh my God, you're right. I don't think he's very good in that. You mean it? He's Scott Summers in the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about him. <laughs> anyway, so like that tells a lot. That's fair. Um, eh, he's fine. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate him, but mm-hmm. I get like your point. Um, I feel like there's a lot that we're forgetting about. Ella Enchanted is better. What was Ella Enchanted? Anne Hathaway, um, oh, and a pretty boy. I don't know his name. Oh jeez. Um, and basically, she like she gets in this land like every baby is given a gift by a fairy and this fairy gives her the gift of obedience the 2004 film yeah oh no great cast oh i have seen this i love it oh this made me cry it's so good it did make me cry bro whenever this she's is a looking weird at film whenever she's looking at him in that mirror and then can like takes the power back ah oh, it was this- so empowering this is the era where there was some fever dream stuff. Oh yeah, Sharkboy and Lava is, Girl. This type is of esque. this is a pretty fever dream thing, from memory. It's it's not rated well. <laughs> no. Um. It's oh. more of a niche audience. It's interesting. Anyways, God, you've unlocked a memory Sorry. with that one. That's okay. That's one I really like though. I like that okay. one a lot. Okay. I can't judge that one. I I think I just personally didn't like that movie because I think it it did upset me when I was a kid. That's right. It's intense. Yeah, I think I think I watched it maybe a little too young for me to like that. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, I feel like there is a lot that maybe we're forgetting about. I'm sorry if you're screaming at us. Talk about this one. We probably aren't, but we're going to be talking about mainly Beauty and the Beast remake and the Jungle Book remake. Which is fantastic, despite what Brad says. Oh, we'll get into that. Let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. Cool, I got notes. Go for it. I like it. I loved it. Uh Uh-huh. It's next to Corella for me. Mm -hmm. Um, The the Codsworth and Lumiere and all of them, Mm -hmm. they look so cool. Mm -hmm. I was flabbergasted. Whenever I said this was my favorite one, I seem to remember you being very skeptical. 
because everyone's shit on Emma Watson for her singing. I liked her. But she was great. I thought she People was fun. People are just stupid. <laughs> I actually even made a note. Hold on. Where is it? I love how Emma Watson can sing. People just like to bitch. I don't know. Do That's you what think, I said. <laughs> do you think I can sing? I think you're fine. I don't know. Maybe it's the same level because I don't think I can sing. <laughs> But like people were just like, she can't even sing. It's not good at all. It ruins the whole movie. And then I, she started That's singing and I was it. like, she's I think, fine. What are I you think guys there's on? more uh, credence to the argument that like the CGI for the beast isn't great. I thought it was fine. I don't think it's terrible. I'll talk about some terrible CGI. I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. CGI on. yeah. Anyways. I have stuff to say about CGI in Jungle Book as well. We'll look at there later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was fine. I think, I think the charming. CGI and all of this was fine. I think it's charming. I like Gaston. And I like, what's his, what's his little friend's name? I want to say LeFou. LeFou? I was going to say LeFou. Cool. Oh, sorry. Uh, LeFou, more like LeFou. No, I actually liked him a lot. And he was actually going to get a prequel movie. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they canceled that. And that's fine. But I think it's because of the backlash they got for him being gay. Uh, was it that? I think it was just shitload. Oh, I was hoping it was just because that's not really a interesting enough character to make a whole movie about. That being said, it gives that that gives me very Cronk's uh, new grooves vibe, and that's a great film. That's true. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I like those characters though. I like I like it. Really sells the Gaston's like narcissistic mm-hmm. attitude, and Luke Evans is a perfect choice for like Gaston playing oh, yeah. him. He looks just like him. I love their banter mm-hmm. because I love the song that he does. Uh-huh. I love whenever um in the I beginning mean, it's just the same song but I'm like it's great. I, I love it. I love in the beginning whenever um uh he's like well but do you think I could be with Belle or whatever and he's like Belle is just so smart and you're athletically inclined. <laughs> and it was wait, so funny. Wait, wouldn't athletically inclined mean he's not athletic? No, that means he is athletic. Oh. I've been using that wrong. Then. Oh, buddy. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm an idiot. You're inclined to do something, uh, so you are. I'm an idiot. Anyway. It's fine. Um, I like and like like LeFou's lines are just stellar mm. across the whole movie. Um I I forgot how dark PG and the Beast truly is. Yeah. Do you remember Gaston has skulls in his eyes when he dies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, that's not, that's just a fun little fact that I'm sure a lot of people know, but I'm like, that's kind of dark. But um, no, it is a dark story. I love how much more story we got with this one. Mm-hmm. Does like, it still feel Stockholm? No, and I'm going to get to that. I'm, I, I have a whole thing for that. A, I like that the, um, the, like, the servants all also got turned because they let him become a horrible person that was a nice little like note to add to it and it made more sense than just punishing random people because of one person it's that collective added it's like when a teacher is like okay whoever did this stand up or i'm I'm gonna put the whole class in timeout and then everyone's like i hate you because you didn't step up and it's like it's just a bad form of punishment (laughs) yeah it was it was dumb um and then the book that she gave him which like lets him transport places mm-hmm. it has been a mess okay so there's a book that lets them transport it's so fucking cool mm-hmm. and when they go you learn that her mom had the black plague and that's why they had to leave her and that's why she doesn't have a mom mm-hmm. that's interesting mm-hmm. it makes sense why she's in this small town full of bigots mm-hmm. you know it, like it <laughs> yes. made the story make more cohesive sense and i love whenever i think i love when these movies do that for me 
They just kind of flesh it out a bit more. Yeah. And because like they're only 60 minutes. That's fair. You know? Um, and then also he told her she could go. Yeah. And well, they were talking after their dance mm-hmm. and he's like, could you ever love me? And then she went, how could I ever love you if I have no freedom? That's a fair point. And then he's like, go, I don't, I don't want you here and I don't want to fall for you more if you can't fall for me because of the situation. That's so it f- fixed a Stockholm syndrome thing. And that is why I, I like to say fix, but it helps. Definitely. It helps it to where it's not just Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Cause like it establishes that she's not going to love him until she's free. I actually do just love the beauty and the beast story concept. Like it's been adapted multiple times, but when it is adapted, I usually like it. Mm-hmm. Like even in once upon a time, how they do it with like making the twist that it's actually Rumpelstiltskin. I like that. I like that beauty and the beast story. Cause I'm like, it still works yeah. and it's still good. And I like it in most cases. They really um, Rumpelstiltskin, but. Oh damn. I liked him. <laughs> Oh, well, I heard, I heard they ruined a lot of things in that they show. Did. It's Sorry. Fine. That was just a funny tidbit. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I guess I have a weird soft spot for beauty and the beast, even though I didn't watch the original until years later until I was like a late teen and I just loved it. I was like, Oh, this is, I like this. I like They're this fun. story. The originals are eh, for me. Um, like the classics. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of hit or misses. The only one I really love from like the like 60, 50s area would be Jungle Book and Peter Pan. Mm. And like Peter Pan's definitely better. I'm wondering if I don't like Peter Pan. Really? As a story. I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, that's still a thought. I don't know. I haven't made a definitive opinion on that yet, but um, I, I do have a definitive opinion on Jungle Book. I know. Let's get into I, it. I hate Jungle Book. Why do you hate Jungle Book? It's a crap story. What's crap about it? That was a. It's a fun movie. Let, so we're gonna talk about. Um, we're gonna talk about the live action remake because, or I guess I'll just explain why I hate the original. Anytime I watched the original, original, I was so bored with it, and I actually, I genuinely did not like any of the characters. <laughs> like I, I felt uncomfortable by the characters I a love lot of the time. All times. the characters. No, I hate them. And I remember this is like a very specific uh, memory that I have of. This is going to reveal some stuff. I went to a church lock-in. Mm-hmm. which is um, you're going to stay the night at the church mm-hmm. with all your friends and some youth uh, pastors. And we were like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to stay up all night long. And it was fun. We did like Nerf Wars and like that went on for like a couple hours and it was mm-hmm. super cool. I remember eating like a chili, like a hot chili for some reason. And that was fun. Um, we did a bunch of contests and it was, it was so great, but you know, we're kids. I'm like nine. And we're all going like, we're going to, we're going to stamp all night. We're going to party. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be the best night ever. But then the youth pastors were like, probably by like midnight, they were like, yeah, I want to go to bed. Uh, and so they just went, all right, guys, we're going to watch the jungle book. And they're geniuses because I fell asleep within 15 minutes of that movie. God, that movie is boring and I hate it. And I genuinely like, I can't even talk that much about the story of the original because like every time I watched it, I fell asleep. So, so I never really got that far in the original. I did stay awake for this one. Surprisingly, I stayed awake for Alyssa the live didn't. action. She fell asleep. She was tired. <laughs> Proves my point. Thank God. I love it. She said the same. I was like, can't believe you and Brad are so on the same side on this. <laughs> bad story. Bad film. But I want to. But this movie specifically, 
a lot of what I have to say is the CGI, which is like that. That is this film specifically. Before you trash it. That's fair. I want to say this. Okay. <laughs> the wolves are just better CGI'd Twilight wolves. <laughs> You're right. They're smaller and I like thought not you were going to say they were the best thing CGI'd and I was going to be like, I'm arguing that. No, no. It's just a funny thing that I noticed and I was like, they're You're just right. Twilight. You're absolutely right. I'll admit that. that. I'll admit they're that. They're not as big. No, that they made them actually realistic wolves. No, wolves are big. Are, they're not as big as Twilight. They're like nine feet tall. They're huge. They're nine feet long. They're not nine feet tall. Okay, they're not nine feet tall. They're tall, though. They are. T- I think Twilight is more realistic of the size of wolves. But this is, they're like dogs. I don't know if you remember how big the wolves were in Twilight. Because, bro, they were fucking huge. They were like the size of fucking cars. Yeah. That's not how big wolves are. Look it up. You're full of shit. Look it up. This makes them look like they're dogs. And it's like wolves are not dogs. They're significantly bigger. They were around the same size as Shere Khan. No. They're huge. Wolves are huge. Okay. Even that wolf is not as big as what they did. That's not how big are wolves. Also, don't look up pictures because that's not that I don't even think that's going to bring average size is three to five feet long with their tails usually one to two feet long. Females typically weigh 60 to 100 and males weigh 70 to one step 45. Okay, I told you to look up the numbers and then I the numbers completely washed over me. So you didn't hear them? How big are wolves? I call bullshit. I remember seeing pictures of wolves and they're fucking huge. They're not that big though, bro. They're the size of cars. Like, you could fit three people on Jacob's back in Twilight. That's a big wolf. The Twilight ones? That's a big wolf. Just what I'm seeing. They're not the size of cars, though. I'm not saying they're small. I'm just saying they're not the size of cars. I feel like Mowgli is almost as big as one of them. I don't think they should be. I mean, they probably downsized them, I'll admit. But, I mean, it says they're only, like... At most 150 pounds on average. So like that's not that big. Once, when I see this, when I actually see the size of a wolf, I then like realize how intimidating a wolf actually is. Like if if I if I come up against one of the wolves from the Jungle Book, I feel like I could fight it because it's like it's I can in like um the gray the Liam Neeson thing the wolf fight thing. I'm like you could probably fight a wolf, and then I see the actual size of a wolf, and I go, oh no. No, you can't fight a wolf. They'll destroy you. All I'm saying is the wolves in Twilight are like twice the size of normal wolves that we have in our actual life. I don't know. I feel it kind of portrays what I was thinking a wolf looked like. That's crazy to me. Anyways. I always thought they were insane. That is a that is a big divergence. Sorry, guys. Digressing that we uh, um, got onto. But I sh- let's shit the shit on the CGI. Let's see what you got. Let's let's shit on the CGI. Um, the CGI just isn't quite there from when this film was made. Do you agree on that? I think they made it too early. That's fair. It goes a lot of the way, but it just doesn't go that few extra steps to make it look seamless. And the thing is that it's... I think Bugira and Baloo look great. There are moments. There are moments where it's just like it's really good. There is a a shot in this where you see a like tree rainforest frog and it looks fantastic 
But then the frog leaps away and the camera pans up to the shittiest looking deer or whatever animal it was I've ever seen in my life. It's just like it's just a night and day of like how bad it looks. And I'm just like, wow, I can't believe they actually put that in the same shot Uh, because it's just a comparison. And it's like, this is bad. This is like laughable bad. And then the wolves do not look great. Um, Shere Khan does not have a lot of fur. He looks very rubbery and like he's just one thing. He doesn't really look like he has a coat of fur. Um, and then Mowgli, the fact that Mowgli is there and he is a real kid actually makes it worse because it almost feels like everything else is an animated. It's like it feels like it's an animated movie. And then you've just got a real boy that really just shows how much the CGI isn't quite there. I think that's maybe why The Lion King works better than this. See, I've heard people shit on The Lion King. People shit on The Lion King, and that's totally fair. But in just in terms of like this, um, you know, the special effect aspect of it, you know, it's really good and it works. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I just, I haven't really watched it either because it's like, because I've heard just the same story as the original. But like from the complaints I've heard, like the problem is that it's, and I actually will say it for this too. It's, they're not, the faces aren't animated enough. So it's, it's weird when they talk. And it's the same thing for The Lion King. But with The Lion King, there's no human people. So there's no like, hey, that's a real thing. And then you're seeing it standing right next to a CGI thing. And then you really notice how that's a CGI thing. There's like in the beginning where Mowgli is standing behind a wolf. You kind of see it. And then it's the um, the legs of the wolf. They look really CGI and bad. It looks like crap. Um, and then what we I... We notice such different things when we watch movies. That yeah, it's absolutely fair. Um, I, I'm I, you're, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just didn't even like think about it. It looks bad. It I'm was, very good at suspending my belief and just being like, all right, that's a wolf. Like I'll I'll just let it go. <laughs> I like unless it's like really really bad, I'll just be like, it's gone. It's the <laughs> thing of like this. The plot did not um, compel me enough to to just gloss over the special effects. The plot, the plot is very 1930s. The exposition is long as fuck. Yes, it, it is. It takes 30 whole minutes and almost nothing happens except Shere Khan saying, give me the boy. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, Once Baloo is introduced, it picks up like a motherfucker, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some of the text I sent you while I watch this, because that's going to help me. You sent me so many. Do you think chili is a soup? These are the things I bring up. Uh, man, I got a lot to say about the CGI. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, this feels like a 1930s story. Yeah, what did you mean by that? So it's just the thing. Of, when when was the original Jungle Book made? 1967. Really? It feels yeah. much older. Nope. It feels like a story that someone that it feels like Tarzan kind of of just this. It just feels like this old story of like, what if a man in the jungle? And it's like, okay. What else you got? And then it's like, what if a tiger is trying to kill the kid? And it's like, I thought it was a man. Don't worry about that. It's just this thing of like, it's too simple, but at the same time, no, it is just too simple. And I do remember, um, yeah, that was the next text. Wow, they question the plot holes. Guess I'll forgive them for the plot holes. Not. 
what plot holes? So there's a scene in this one. It's probably not in the original, but there's a scene where Mowgli just lists off a bunch of things where he's questioning like, why is a tiger trying to kill me? And why does that matter? Why does the peace matter? Or something like that. They question a bunch of the things. I'll look it up. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And like there's a scene like that and what they're doing, there's a term for it. It's called uh, hanging a lamppost or, or yeah, a lamppost by it. And it's the thing of like, it's the idea that if you point out something that is wrong, like a plot hole, then the audience will usually forgive that plot hole because it's like, oh, they know they know they're just they're running with it. We're accepting this sort of a thing. And sometimes it works. I don't have a specific example, but I do. I've I know I've recognized somewhere. I'm like, you know what? That's a good one because I'm, I'm accepting it. This I went. No, because I feel like this is a crap story. I feel like it's boring. Um, I think it's the simplicity of it. It really is just like, what if there's a kid in the jungle? Um, why? What's he? How's he surviving in the jungle? He was raised by wolves, and it's like, okay, what's the like driving force? It's like there's a tiger trying to kill him, and it's like, this is, there's a lot happening, but it's still such a simple thing that it's boring to me. Um, it kind of uh, just feels like they were like, I want to put a kid in the jungle. How do I do that? Kind of. But like it wasn't really thought through super well because there's not a lot you can do with that premise. Absolutely. And maybe that's just the case of like, well, I don't even want to say that because there are great stories, you know, going back however long. But it's the thing of like, I just think someone, the guy who wrote it didn't quite, he didn't learn enough about storytelling. But I guess I you can argue that like, well, it's a very successful movie. So he clearly knew enough. Um, I disagree. Yeah. So look, I think, I think I actually have a phobia of snakes. Yeah. That was so funny. Like it wasn't because I know you were terrified, but as someone getting 20 texts about how you fear snakes, like Indiana motherfucking Jones was (laughs) so funny. I'm actually like, I've always been afraid of snakes, but now recently is when I'm thinking it's crossed the border of a phobia. Dude, I could not watch this. And that actually might speak to the CGI. I think for this, they nailed reptiles. And I think it all has to do with the fur. The fur is what throws it because they didn't quite get the fur right. Like with Shere Khan, it kind of works with, what's his name? The, the panther? Bugira. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah, that him. It kind of works because panthers kind of... The fur is tight and you don't necessarily, it kind of has a sheen. I thought Baloo looked nice. Eh, He could have looked better, but he looked nice. Yeah, he could have looked better. The fur kind of lets it down, but with reptiles, you know, it's a, it's a skin, it's a scale and that's much easier to do. It's also like with Iron Man, rolling back to Jon Favreau, um, the reason why the Iron Man suit in that looks so good is because metal is just easier to CGI than like human skin or fur or anything like that. So it's just, they didn't have to do as much to the Iron Man suit and it looks fantastic. And I think it's the same concept with the um, reptiles. The, the rainforest frog looks awesome. I was like, that's a good frog. From what I saw of the snake, um, it was good because I was I was watching it from my kitchen and I would every once in a while just peek to see if the snake was still there. It was for a lot of it. It's a good like five minutes. Well, Baloo saves yeah. him. I missed that. But yeah, they, that's why they but get they, introduced. He said it later. He was like, Baloo saved me from a snake. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know how you got out of that. Um, 
Yeah, I fucking hate snakes. It was also huge. Like they really upped the like dark factor with that one. There's a there's a scene where it's you see the front face of the snake, and it's that thing. It's every fucking snake video that you see where it's just any second it's just gonna attack you and it's you're gonna see everything you're gonna see the fangs you're gonna see the weird ass throat it's got with the little forked tongue and it's just it's terrifying i act you You just got a cold chill you saw me talking about it you saw me i imagined it and i actually like freaked out for a second yeah it's just the thing of like i i really hate snakes and you see that for a minute there where i'm like and my my flighter uh, fight kicked in. It's obviously flight, and <laughs> it's obviously flight. And just I see that, and I'm like, it's gonna swallow this kid. It's gonna swallow him. Does it swallow him? No. I thought it swallowed him. In the in the old one, it does. And this that's one, that's what I'm thinking. In this one, Baloo just bites it a bunch, and then she lets it. She lets okay. him go, and he catches in her room, and then he's like, oh, you have to help me now because I saved you. Okay. Like, that's that's how they connect. I did. I I I remember. <laughs> yeah, you were. Like, I said, I fucking hate snakes. You're like, oh, buddy. I went, that's a valid fear. I'm not overreacting. I was very aware of it at this point. But then I went, I don't like the snake. She's going to swallow him. And when I texted that, I didn't remember that she swallowed him in the original. But Mm -hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I went, I think she does. And so I'm glad I remembered something from that old movie. Um, I can't watch the snake scene. I really gave up. I just hid in my kitchen until it was over. And... That's that's a personal thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm start calling you Indiana. F- fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up fuck you. Um, yeah, and then I went, oh, Baloo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, he's fine. Um, Bill so, Murray voices Baloo. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill and Murray. he's the best part of the whole movie. So, geez, how do I approach this? So I don't. Like I said, I don't like the original, but at the same time, it was jarring not to see a blue pa- a blue bear. I was going to say panda, a blue bear um, in this. So the fact that it was an actual like what grizzly bear? No, it's a soft bear. Blue? Yeah. In this. Bugir literally says sloth bears don't do anything. In this movie, the in live action. In this movie. He does not look like a sloth bear. He's a soft bear. He looks like a fucking grizzly. He's a soft bear. Well, it's very jarring. And I wasn't, I never quite settled into it. I, cause I kept, I, I didn't realize how much I was used to the blue as a blue. He is a sloth bear. Are you pronouncing it blue or blue? Okay. I'm say cause he's not blue. He's gray in the old one. He just, they just gave him a blue tint. He's kind of blue. He's yeah. But like, you know what? He's I mean. gray. It's whatever. He's kind of blue. He's kind of blue. He's more gray. It look. it looks like there are some versions where he is gray. But there are also versions where he's straight up blue. We need to watch Andy Zirk. I've heard it's good. Or I've heard it's better. Mowgli. Um, okay, so he is gray. I don't know. I'm seeing blue and I'm seeing gray. I remembered blue. I remember gray. Okay, that's fine. Um, this is the new Laurel Yanny thing. <laughs> but it's which one was blue? It's the uh, Mandela effect. Yeah. Um but it was still jarring like he looks a lot different from the cartoons and i think the voice is much different because i didn't really get i i got a hippie vibe from the original i didn't get a hippie vibe from this i got hippie from this but that's just me i think i didn't because i don't i it was bill murray i don't view bill murray as a hippie that's fair so i would i don't know that was a bit jarring for me i didn't hate it but i didn't love it um also there was a bit where 
it was like a moment. I don't remember where it is, but where uh, Baloo is going, like you know, we got it. We got a good thing going. Like we're we kind of have a relationship going. I'm like, all you've done is con him. You just yeah. conned him into stealing honey. You don't have a relationship but they with him. Friends. They do later, but by the time that they say that he says this, I'm like, you have no relationship. No, he's taking complete advantage of him. Yes. Yeah. I I was like, I call bullshit. Anyways. Um. Okay. What about King Louie? No. Fuck this. What? That's the, the best scene in the whole movie. The CGI looks better on him. Yeah, it does. But I don't like Christopher Walken as this. I don't like Christopher Walking singing. His voice is so distinct that it doesn't really fit for singing. And it, his song comes out of nowhere, I feel. And maybe it does in the original. The King Louis is the part in the original that I, just, I straight up didn't watch that. I, I was asleep when that part came That's, on. But like, when, It's the same thing, essentially. He's just not Godzilla size. I was wondering. I was like, was he this big in the they original? They upped all of it. That's they fair. upped all of it. I was wondering that. But yeah, and um but whenever he shows up in this, he's obviously like a terrifying threat and mm-hmm. he's like a villain, but you know, like there is this idea that like if if Mowgli was okay with it, he could live a good life with this dude. He just wasn't really up for it. Mm-hmm. Or well, no, cuz he didn't he could not bring fire cuz he didn't know how. Yeah. Um, that's when it was like, oh wait, no, this won't work. But with King Louie, it was just a thing of, I think the voice acting for when he's talking for Christopher Walken is okay. But then it just out of nowhere, he starts rhyming and it turned, that's when it turns into the song. It was a reference. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, but, but then it's a straight up song. I'm like, I don't, this is weird and I don't like this. Alyssa hates it too. I hate it. I, I'm like, no, I don't like this. Don't get Christopher Walken for that. Christopher Walken's going to be in Dune Part 2, by the way. I did hear about that. I'm so excited about it. You should watch I Dune. I need to watch Dune. Watch Dune. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, maybe not as much as me, but that's fine. I think you will enjoy it, though. Um, and then what else happens next? So, well, Louis dies. I hear something. I like Louis. Did he die? How did A he die? The whole building crumbled on him, bro. You're right. You're absolutely right. He I was forgot. Dead. I forgot. All the monkeys were like, "Oh, we gotta find him. He's That's dead." That's right. Yeah. Like, um, I, my favorite animal is an orangutan. Okay. So I have a soft spot for Louis. Okay. It's probably not fair. It's probably too much. I loved it. I thought, like I said, I thought the CGI was better, but yeah, my problem was Christopher Walken. That's fair. I love Christopher Walken. I like Christopher Walken, I get what but your in this issue role, is. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> If you want to sting, I think it would have been better. Maybe. I'm very surprised they did the bare necessities in this. This is a little, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's cute. I mean, you would have gotten hate. I think you're going to get hate either way, so you might as well run with it. Yeah. But it is the thing of like... That's almost iconic song. Yeah. I just I just wouldn't have really expected them to go that extra mile. I would have expected them to be like, this is live action. This isn't supposed to be as ridiculous, even though it's a ridiculous story. Um, but so whenever they did it, I was like, oh, they did it. Okay. And then I had it stuck in my head the rest of the day. Um, and then and then it's, it really gets into the Shere Khan stuff. Yeah. So Idris Elba, Which was, oh, yeah. Idris Elba is Shere Khan. The cast is like weirdly stacked. It is weirdly stacked because being Kingsley is B- Bakira. Mm-hmm. That's not how you pronounce it. I know, but um, so it's like it is weirdly stacked, but it feels a little wasted. Just in the ty- and just in the things of like for me, 
like Bill Murray didn't work for me. I feel that doesn't really fit Baloo. Um, did not like Christopher Walken. Um, Ben Kingsley is fine, but Idris Elba, I feel, doesn't give a great performance as Shere Khan. Eh. <laughs> it's not great. Shere right? Khan was definitely like the weakest part of the movie, in my mm-hmm. opinion, but he's the villain. The, so like it kind of ruins it. I think the best part of Shere Khan, though, is whenever he kills that lead wolf. Yeah, that's like the most like badass part. I was... I expected it. Once he, you know, the wolves are have this attitude of like, he's not here, so our problem is solved. I'm like, he's going to kill one, if not all of you. If all of them attacked him, he would have lost. Maybe. But he played, but he knew he that. He played it well, yeah. He knew that, and he played it well of, I'm going to take out the leader then, and they're going to be too afraid to actually fight me, even if they'd win. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I did like that. I, that was it, I will say, after rewatching it, it's After. not as good as I remember it. Ha! Good. Because I was because the reason this topic even came up was because we were arguing. We were talking about, about the Jungle original Book was though. good in general. Though. We, we were, were talking, talking about, about like the, the yeah. story, like if it's a good story. And I was like, it's a fantastic story. What? Who brought it up first? You, right? Because I think I remember the Jungle Book. The topic came up, and I went fuck the Jungle Book, and then you went fuck you, and I went fuck you. I was talking. It's because I was talking to my cousin about the live action movies, and <laughs> I was like, "How do you feel about the Jungle Book?" Because Alyssa said she didn't like it, and I was like, "I hope he likes it, but I, I know went, he fuck won't." Jungle Book. I know, and I was like, "What?" And then that's how it started, and you just ran with it because you're like, "This is funny." I actually hate Jungle Book. I know. It's crazy to me. No, I think it's a bad film. It's fine. We should watch Dumbo. That looks awful. <laughs> Both of them. I mean. I haven't even seen the original. I've it doesn't look interesting. I've heard it's bad. <laughs> I know they have to put like a warning on it because there's a lot of like things in it. Well, there's that LSD scene. Don't even know. I've never watched it. It's like it's, any well, in it in it. Dumbo drinks. I think it's beer, but it's straight up LSD. No, there's like yeah, there's some other stuff, stuff in it. Stuff yeah, there's, oh, there's yeah. like oh yeah, there's some other stuff in it too. And then I know like. There's a lot of smoking because in the original say, oh, I smoked cigarettes for whatever That's reason. fine. I don't think you need to censor the smoking. I mean, I, I think, think for a kid's movie, you might want care. to. More smoking in film. Not in kid's movies. You can do it. Mm. Do it for the villain. I guess. I'll be fine with that. I don't know. <laughs> I think in Just film. Just get cigarettes. I think in film, smoking is cool. I agree, but I don't think you need it in a cartoon. Like a kid's cartoon. I think you can do it. I mean, they did do it, and now they're like, I'm sorry. Not that one. <laughs> you can do it today, I think. It depends on what you're doing. Yeah, that's fair. That's true of everything. Because, like, you have Santa smoke, like, the pipe, and, like, that looks nice. That's so... No one actually smokes I a know. pipe, and that's why. But that's so niche, you know? So, like, I feel like you kind of have to understand what niche you're going for. Okay. And it has to be able to pass right under the radar. I think for the pipe, it's okay because any kid watching it isn't going to go, I'm going to go get a pipe and smoke it because they're like, they'd think that's actually a fictional thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, which is fair. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The, what did you think about the final fight between Mowgli and Shere Khan? Not the fight fight, but like the whole like running through the forest. It was underwhelming. Yeah. It kind of made me sad. I remember it being way better in 2016. (laughs) I I immediately called like you're gonna burn this forest down with that torch because you're oh, yeah. a kid who doesn't understand how he does fire that in the works. original too. Oh, I'm gonna bring up another thing in the King Louis song. He keeps calling fire uh, the the red flame, right? The red or flower. flower, the red flower. But in the song, he calls it fire and flames. He says fire and flames. I didn't catch that. Why did they do that? 
That's bad writing. That's bullshit. That's bad writing. I'll give you I'm that one. Totally, I'm even totally fine with calling them calling it the red flower. I think that's cool and like creative. You would. They kind of would call it that. But once you say fire and flames, that's when you go bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I forgot about that, but I'm glad I remembered. Um, and then then the like real final fight where he he tricks them, uses the the um, I it was foreshadowing of the dead tree limb, yeah. and but he also has the little swing thing. And he's using his tricks. Yeah, and he also used the advantage this one of also sat real heavily on the whole he's a human and he builds. It does not yep. do that in the original. That's also true. There's I a, liked that. There's a lot of the wolves going like, leave your tricks alone. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, that's when I go, I feel like that's the hippie thing for Baloo in this is that he, he's like, I don't know, the tricks are useful for me, but I almost feel like that should be the case for all of them. They should go, Hey, this is useful. So let's not get worried about the, the technical stuff of if you're an animal or not. I feel like they all would go like, oh, we want to take advantage of that. Yeah, but he wanted him to act like a wolf. Like the whole, like in the beginning, he was like, he never actually acted like a wolf. I don't buy that. I feel like the usefulness of it would outweigh the, oh, you're different from us. I agree. But like, I get what it was going for. You know, I get what it was going for. I just call bullshit. It's fair. Anyways, I like the building aspect personally. I liked that he built and he like was clever and smart, but I didn't really like the, I didn't really like the whole, it was too cliche because it's so much of the, like everybody's against it, but this is how he is. And then that, how being him being himself comes back and saves the day. And it's like, okay. Touche. I hate this film. Um, I feel like I've, I've made some really good points and I've changed your mind on this film. I've you made didn't change you hate it. A film. I watched it and I was like, okay, this isn't as good as I remember. Ha! Um, bad. I told you, being Beast is really good. Uh-huh. Um, the ending was different. What was the end? Doesn't so he go with in the, the original? Men, the men. He goes to the village. Yeah, I in thought this that too. one, he stays in the jungle. I actually think I was going to bring that up. Like while watching it, I was thinking. I think this movie is just Mowgli procrastinating going to the man village, but then he never did. So I was like, oh, okay. Then I guess that point isn't um, well, a point. In the original, instead of like basically everything that happens, he tries to fit in with all these different groups of animals mm-hmm. so that he can not go back. Yeah. And then Bagheera's like, no, you got to go because it's not working. But this actually is a thing of like, you are going to the village and then it's just him procrastinating. It's like, well, because he even goes like he tells Baloo, like, I have to go to this village. Like he almost like he he's accepted it and he wants it. Mm -hmm. But then it just turns into like, well, you know, some 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 time with Baloo wouldn't be bad. You know, it's just and, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. And then like once that time kind of goes up and then it's just like, oh, well, now now I'm hanging out with the 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 monkeys and the orangutan. And then it's like, well, now I'm going to go fight Shere Khan. And it's like it sounds like you're just procrastinating. But then, yeah, in this movie, he doesn't go to the man village because he didn't want to because that's also the setup of the sequel is. Well, in the first he comes, one, he went and then he comes back to like help or something. 
I never watched the sequel. It was a straight to DVD. I one. know the sequel is he. It's it's him going back to the jungle because he lives in the man village now. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm saying man village. Uh, village. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's from the what movie. they say in the yeah. movie. And it's very Atlantis, but not done as as well. <laughs> it's but it's very simple. Everything in this is too simple. I feel. Um, yeah, it. I don't know. It's different. I guess. I really have no opinion on the fact that he stays in the jungle. I don't know. I was just, I just wanted to point out, be like, did you prefer that or not? It made more sense to me. Yeah, um, it does make more sense. But that's just me. Um, you need to watch Atlantis. Yeah, you really want me to watch Atlantis. It's good. It was in the golden era of Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I just haven't gotten to it. Well, it's never really struck my interest. I don't think you'll love it as much as I do. But I think you'll be like, that was a good one. I don't think I'll love it as much as Lilo and Stitch. That's fair. Lilo and Stitch is also in that golden age, though. I do like that golden age. I wish that it was longer than it was. But the ones that kind of came out, it was kind of just Lilo and Stitch or maybe one other one. I can't remember. It was like Aladdin, Lilo and Stitch, Hercules, Aladdin in that. Black Cauldron. Um, it, It was the 80s to 90s or slash early 2000s. I thought it was 90s to early 2000s. Uh, I thought it was 80s to early 2000s. I don't think it is. I think you might be right. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't think Aladdin is a part of that. Well, then it's like Hercules, no. Lilo and Stitch. Hercules was 90s. I don't think that's a... It's, this, it's whatever was done by the B team. That actually would also be the Lion King. I, I mean, the Lion King is definitely part of the Golden Age. Well, it's the thing of... I don't even think it's necessarily a time frame or it was, but I think the driving force of this golden age or you know what I mean, the Lilo and Stitch kind of thing is Disney's A team on storytelling and animation were doing other things. And then the, the they had a B team that were kind of just doing these kind of random movies, but it turned out that the B team was being more successful. So like, I think the A team was working on like, Pocahontas and then the B team was working on like the Lion King the uh, yeah the Lion King um and Lilo and Stitch or Atlantis and these things that planet treasure planet yeah these things that um you know Disney had enough money to do so why not but at the same time most studios wouldn't really take a chance on it um so Disney did, but they were just like, eh, we're not going to put that much work into it. But the people who worked on it were like, we like this, so we're going to put work into it. And it shows. Well, it has their name on it. Yeah. Nah, I, I I think the Golden Age is definitely like, I know it's the Golden Age, so it's the best era, but I, it's definitely like my favorite era of Disney so far. Mm, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know what movies are in that like, I want to say it's like a Renaissance age. Well, that's what the Golden Age is. Like it's a, it's a metaphor for the Renaissance. I'm those feel like two completely different things to me. Um, the golden age is either Greek or Roman. And then the Renaissance is a, uh, French? French or Italian. French or Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it calls the golden age, 1937. That's to, what I'm saying. The golden age is usually like the first age. Yeah. Hold on. And I'm like, that's not what this is. The re- Renaissance age is usually like whenever you are recreating something. Ah, uh, it's the Renaissance era, ironically. Renaissance era. That's what I'm thinking of. The Renaissance era. What movies are in the Renaissance era? It started era? with uh, Little Mermaid. Black Cauldron, The Incredibles, The Rescuers, Zootopia, Big Hero 6, Treasure Planet, 
Home on the Range, Bad Film, Chicken Little, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Sword in the Stone, Oliver and Company, Brother Bear. Brother Bear is a great one. I need to rewatch that. You need to watch Brother Bear. It's fantastic. Hold on. What did you search to find this? Disney B-team movies. Because most of those are my favorites. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I want more of these types of Disney movies where it's just... Because The Black Cauldron is my favorite. Because it's just... It's... They're... They're weirder. Yeah. So it's... And it's good. Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Big Hero 6. Ah, oh, The Jungle Book 2. Atlantis is in this. Yeah, oh, it is. I love Oliver and Company. I haven't seen it. They made The Jungle Book That's 2 what 50 I was thi- years later. I was thinking about Oliver and Company today, but I didn't know the name. It's Oliver and Company. I have it on VHS. Interesting. I haven't watched it. So good. It's just Oliver Twist, but with animals. Today I learned that nineteen that Disney's 1994 film The Lion King was made by their B-team of animators. Yeah. Yeah. And they did a bunch of this stuff. That's what it is. The Lion King was done by the B-team while... Pocahontas, which was being worked on about the same time, was being done by the A team. Well, you sent me that video, and that's how I learned. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking. Yeah, I want more of those movies. I want 2D animation. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, With that though, I will admit, Beauty and the Beast is better than the Jungle Book. At least the new ones. Yeah, yeah, of the live action. Remakes. I like the new Beauty and the Beast better than the original. I really got to rewatch the original though. It's longer. It's double the time. But sometimes that just drags it. I don't know. There's definitely like slow parts, but like the characterization and the storytelling is just so much better because they have the time. Mm, it's been like three, four years since I've watched those. So it's like, it's been a long, it's a long it's, movie. It's a while. It's two and a half hours. Is it really? But like 30 minutes of it is credits, apparently. Oh, really? Well, um, weird. Anyways. Um, probably took a lot of CGIers. Mm-hmm. Think about, it probably took a lot of CGI people oh, to yeah. think about how much they had to do. Yeah, that's true. So that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. With that being said, uh, I I've, think we're done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We will leave you guys to be continued. See you next time.